good evening, and welcome back to the Sleep with Josh podcast. It's the podcast where you sleep with Josh. I am your host, the comedian Josh Young. And every episode, I read various pieces of literature in my trademark monotone voice to help you drift off to sleep. Literature like the dictionary, laws, various manuals, the different terms of services that everyone agrees to never really reads, and other random, boring ideas. Today is the fourth day of Christmas, and kids around the world would be enjoying their gifts if they were fortunate enough to receive them. Therefore, today, I will be reading a manual called Homemade Toys for Girls and Boys by A. Neely Hall Released in 1915, this manual taught its readers how to craft small, wooden, and mechanical toys at home. I will be reading from Chapter 1, Homemade Windmills. If you find yourself enjoying this experience, please follow this podcast on your podcast player of choice and tell everyone you know that you sleep with Josh. Because at the end of the day, the more people that sleep with Josh, the better. You can also follow me Josh Young on all social media platforms at Josh Young Comedy. That's J O S H Y A N G Comedy. Now sit back, close your eyes, and start dreaming of toys being put together. Because you'll get tired of this podcast. Guaranteed. Homemade toys for girls and boys. Wooden and cardboard toys. Mechanical and electrical toys. By A. Neely Hall. Author of The Boy Craftsman. Handicraft for Handy Boys. The Handy Boy, etc. With over 300 illustrations and working drawings by the author 
and Norman P. Hall. Chapter 1. Homemade Windmills No mechanical toy is more interesting to make, nor more interesting to watch in operation than a miniature windmill. It is a very simple toy to construct, and the material for making one can usually be found at hand, which are two reasons why nearly every boy and girl at one time or another builds one. The paper pinwheel shown in figure one is one of the best whirlers ever devised. A slight forward thrust of the stick handle upon which it is mounted starts it in motion and when you run with the stick extended in front of you it whirls at a merry speed. A piece of paper eight or ten inches square is needed for the pinwheel. Fold this piece of paper diagonally from corner to corner both ways. Then open the paper and with a pair of scissors cut along the diagonal creases from the corners to within one half inch of the center. Next, fold corners A, B, C, and D over to the center as shown in figure three. Run a pin through the corners and through the center of the sheet of paper. Drive the point of this paper into the end of the stick handle and the pinwheel will be completed. Next, the pinion wheel windmill in figure four may be made of cardboard or tin. A circular piece, 10 or 12 inches in diameter is required. After marking out the outer edge with a compass, describe an inner circle about one inch inside of it. Then draw two lines through the center at right angles to each other and another pair at an angle of 45 degrees to these. These lines are shown by the heavy radial lines in figure five. One half inch from each of these lines, draw a parallel line as indicated by dotted lines in figure five. The next thing to do is to cut out the disc and cut along the heavy lines just as far as the lines are shown in the diagram and then to bend up the blades thus separated to an angle of about 45 degrees bending on the second set of radial lines you had better make a cardboard pinion wheel first 
then a tin one afterwards, as cardboard is so much easier to cut. A pair of heavy shears will be necessary for cutting a tin wheel, and a cold chisel for separating the edges of the blades. To mount the pinion wheel, drive a long nail through the center, through the hole in the spool, and into the end of a stick. Then nail the stick to a post or a fence top. The four-blade windmill, shown in figure six, has a hub four inches in diameter and one inch thick. This should be cut out of hardwood. Draw two lines across one face, through the center and at right angles to each other. Then carry these lines across the edge of the block, not at right angles to the sides, but at an angle of 45 degrees. Saw along these lines to a depth of one and one quarter inches. The ends of the windmill blades are to fit in these slots. Cut the blades of equal size, nine inches long, five inches wide on the wide edge, and one and a half inches wide on the narrow edge, and fasten them in the slots with nails. With the blades in position, pivot the hub to the end of the windmill shaft, a stick 20 inches long, the end opposite to that, to which the hub is pivoted, is whittled round, and slotted with a saw to receive a tail. The tail may be of the same size as the blades, though it is shown shorter in the illustration. Next, mount the windmill upon a post, pivoting its shaft at the balancing center with a nail or screw. Bore a hole large enough so the shaft will turn freely upon the pivot, and the windmill will thus keep headed into the wind. The eight-blade windmill in figure nine has a spool hub and blades made of cigar box wood, shingles, tin, or cardboard. You will see by figures 10 and 11 that the blades are nailed to the side of short spoke sticks, and the sticks are driven into holes bored in the spool hub. The hub turns on the rounded end of the shaft stick, and the square end of this shaft is slotted to receive the fan-shaped tail. For the hub, use a large ribbon spool. You can get one at any dry goods store. 
locate eight holes around the center of the spool at equal distances from one another and bore these with a gimlet or bit or cut them with the small blade of your jackknife. Cut the eight blades six inches long, five inches wide on their wide edge and one half inches wide on their narrow edge. Prepare the hub sticks about one half inch by three quarter inch by four and a half inches in size and whittle one end pointed to fit in the hub. Fasten the blades to the spokes with nails long enough to drive through the spokes and clinch on the underside. Glue the spokes in the hub holes, turning them so the blades will stand at about the angle shown. The shaft should be made of a hardwood stick, about three quarter inch by one and a half inches by 30 inches in size. Cut the round end small enough so the hub will turn freely on it and punch a small hole through it so a brad may be driven through to hold the hub in place. Cut the slot in the square end with a saw. Cut the tail of the shape shown in figure 13. Pivot the windmill upon the top of a post support in the same manner as directed for the other windmills. Figure 14 shows how the toy windmill may be rigged up. To operate a toy jumping jack by supporting the jumping jack on a bracket and connecting its string to the hub of the windmill, you can make your jumping jack like the one in figure 110, the details of which are shown in figure 113. Cut the upright of the bracket, 14 inches long, and the cross piece, 7 inches long. Nail A to B, and nail the jumping jack at its center to the end of B. Fasten the triangular block C to the lower end of A, and then nail both A and C to the edge of the shaft at a point that will bring the string of the jumping jack a trifle beyond the windmill blades. Fasten a small stick with a brad driven in one end in notches cut in the hub's flanges and connect the brad and jack's string with a piece of wire or strong string. Then 
as the windmill revolves, it will operate the toy in the manner indicated in figures 14 and 15. And that was a reading of chapter one, Homemade Windmills, from the manual of Homemade Toys for Girls and Boys by A. Neely Hall. Congratulations. You've just learned how to make a toy windmill. But you've also just slept with Josh. But if you're still awake and enjoyed this experience, please don't forget to follow this podcast on your podcast player of choice and tell everyone you know that you sleep with Josh. Thank you and good night. <laughs>